action. Welcome to Torn Stubbs, the trash movie podcast with me, Robert Gershenson, photographer and head of podcast at Trash, which can be found at movetotrash.co.uk and Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. And we're not going to the movies. What's going on, Rob? I'm really confused. <laughs> so I haven't told Joshua we're doing this. I mean, he knows the reason we're doing this bonus episode. He just didn't know we were doing the bonus episode. Bonus episode? Bonus episode. So- I'm not contracted for this. Um, read the small print, motherfucker. <laughs> read the small print. All right, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I'm tired of this small print on this motherfucking contract. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the podcast. It's always nice to take a break, take a breather, and talk about everything that we've done over the past year. Is this like a therapy session? It is. Tell me about your parents. <laughs> I don't know why I've turned into an evil You're like psychiatrist. Dracula. His eyes, the evil, his eyes. I shot him six times. <laughs> um, so we started this podcast a year ago, in fact. High five. High five. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, and no, just stay still, Rob. Stay still. Okay, whatever. Yay. <laughs> Did you ever think that you would end up doing a podcast? No, because I hate talking. I'm like, I'll... I'll pretty much find any way possible just not to talk to anyone ever which is hard because you're a journalist and you interview people it's tough yeah like when i do an interview i do uh i do forget sometimes i have to talk i often just like ask a question and then just don't say anything else and just let them talk well that's that's a that's a key point of being an interviewer (laughs) because if you answer the question then samuel jackson's like why am i here yeah yeah, yeah, and often I just say, I don't know why you're here or why I'm here, actually. What is what is the fear? Is it the fact that the interview's been recorded? Um, or sometimes there's cameras, because you do that, you know, they do those press junkets, and you're one of the ones that oh, I hate has, their, those. has their five minutes. I hate those. I hate being on camera. That is the absolute worst. Mm. Absolute worst. Um, I don't know. I When you asked me if I wanted to do a podcast, I was like, um, no. And then I thought about it for a while. And I was like, actually, that could be kind of fun. What was the appealing nature of it? Like, I like the I like the name of it, Torn Stubs. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I mean, that's actually a pretty cool name. So, thank you. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go along with that one. Um, and then I just thought, well, maybe it'd be a cool thing to try to do, like get away from the screens, get away from the writing words down. Yep. And actually start to verbalize thoughts. I guess with the way we do the podcast, it's not a case of just going, blah, these are all my thoughts. Yeah. Is it easier to just do the podcast where, you know, there is a nature of where we just talk and we just see where it goes, but we have ideas what we want to bring, but it's not in any super duper set structure. Or do you find it easier to have those structured parameters when you actually write a review for, let's say, like, Radio Times or, or Total Film or Den of Geek, I've just learned today. I, if I'm writing a review, I'll often kind of uh, jot down a few lines of certain things I think I want to talk about. For the podcast or for when you're writing? For when a, I'm writing an actual review. And is that you're writing those lines down while you're watching the film or after? Well, sometimes, I, yeah, I'll often write notes while watching the film. And then if they're not complete enough afterwards, before I sit down to actually write the, the review properly... Mm-hmm. I will just throw down a few lines about what I thought and what I might want to talk about in the review. 
And I do a similar thing for this, but I also do research into the people involved, kind of facts, fun facts about films, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, there's only so much information you can retain in your brain at one time. Yes. And so I think it's very important to to be knowledgeable about what you're talking about. That's Um, really strange because... We never, we've never ever had a conversation where we said, your role is this, my role is this. And it just naturally it developed. Just, well, it just naturally, you, it naturally happened because I, I will watch the film and I will write my notes, but then I never go and do extensive research. I might go and look at the Wikipedia page because I want to just make sure I've got some of the dates correct, mm. or I can't remember who that person is. So I need to go and write their name down properly. But I won't go and watch interviews. I won't go and read other reviews. I won't go and do research. But you were coming to the podcast with that research already done. And part of what I enjoy about it is that I'm learning. So, And, and you get to hear that that learning process. You know, if I'm ever surprised on the podcast, if you tell me something and I'm surprised at it, I'm not acting. That's a genuine surprise. I didn't know the thing you were telling me. Uh-huh. And it's weird that that just happened without us ever having to say, Robert, you are going to be into, you're going to come into this blind. Apart from watching the film, you're only going to know that I'm going to do all this other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just our personalities. Like you're a gobshite. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> but that's why I've been doing podcasts for a while. <laughs> yeah. And I like to be prepared. <laughs> but it's weird. It's because like you don't edit the podcasts. I do. Yeah. But you do the research and we both watch the movies and we both record the podcast. Yeah. So we've kind of, our roles and our responsibilities are pretty equal. It's just that you don't edit and I don't research. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes either of us look particularly good. <laughs> and I think, I think, I mean, it, I mean, you. If I gave you my laptop and said, "Here, you edit this podcast episode," yeah. you wouldn't know where to start. Your laptop you, would come back to you in pieces. It would do, yeah, because yeah. you've never, you know, you, you've never looked at the the application. You've never looked no. at how to cut together sound. And this is only stuff. I mean, I've never been taught it. I've just learnt it as I go along. Yeah, I think maybe. I think I would find that really frustrating. Like if I'm if I'm doing it with words, because I imagine that editing a podcast is is kind of like you you take um, you know chunks of sound, yeah. and you try to piece them together to make it into a like a, a, a good sounding thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with words, if I I'll like move paragraphs around, I'll move lines around, I'll add bits in here and there. Well, kind of, but whereas. When you write a review, if let's say you write four paragraphs and then you realize that paragraph four doesn't quite work, so you have to rewrite it, mm-hmm. or you think, oh, I'll just take out paragraph two and put something else in that place. It's not the same with our podcast episodes because I can't suddenly go, oh, I should re record this part. I'll have to redo Joshua's voice myself. But there have been moments when you've added stuff in to make yourself sound really good, though, haven't you? Every episode. <laughs> every every episode. Yeah. Every time you're like, hmm, yes, I think I'll find that uh, this fact about uh, Kenneth Branagh is... Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, Rob is so knowledgeable. That's because I do my research yeah. after the recording. <laughs> Your parameters are not as secure as mine because I can only work with the audio that we've recorded. Oh, and yeah. it's not like we go, let's do 10 minutes and then we'll take a break and we'll do another 10 minutes. We pretty much record the episode in real time. Yeah. So the episodes are almost as long as the recordings, 
usually they're a couple of minutes shorter because I might I might slice down some of the silences while we're looking at our notes or I might um, if I think we've gone off on a tangent that is slowing the episode down that will come out I think the most I've ever taken out is like a seven minute chunk when we went off on one. I can't remember what that was. It <laughs> was, was that recent. the last airbender? No, it might have been. When I was talking about Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you notice? Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't notice, but you told me. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yes, I did tell you by text. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- there's only... Because I, I just keep thinking when I'm editing, it's almost like I have to step out of the fact that it's me and you and I have to go if I was listening to this for the first time as a uh you know if I was being completely objective would I find this interesting and is it relevant to the movie and, yeah. and the themes and the ideas that we want to talk about if it's a no then I kill it mm-hmm. if it's a yes then I try and keep it in in the most succinct and economical way yeah I'm really upset that you have taken out all the burps though well, I have been really trying to like get as many in as possible. When it's torn stubs, not torn burps. <laughs> the Trash Movie Burp Cast. Have you enjoyed doing it? I love it. Do you think you've developed? As what well, my breasts? Uh, you are. You're such a developed young girl. <laughs> uh, do you think you've developed as? Because you, you know said what? you hated talking. Do you know what, though? The one that I have. The thing I've noticed is that sometimes I say quite off colour things like that do stay in the podcast. Where I sound like racist or sexist or. I don't think you've ever said no. anything racist. I mean, when we did um, Birth of a Nation. Oh yeah. And you started reading from Mein Kampf, Hitler's book. I did have to cut that bit out. Oh yeah. What? And you called Martin Luther King something that I can't. I don't know. You didn't say that. <laughs> but no, that like. Listening to those early episodes, mm. and I'm not going to toot my own horn. I've been doing podcasting for a while, so I kind of know how to talk on a podcast. But you, in those early episodes, were quite unsure of yourself. And it was maybe a couple of months in when you kind of found your your kind of hook. You found mm. your, your way of doing it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of finding your voice as well. Mm. And kind of just being aware that if you don't say anything, that's dead air. It's dead air. But it's not live. No, yeah. So that true. dead air can get cut. That's true. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of self-conscious. I don't want to sound stupid. Um, and also, I want to feel like I'm actually contributing something. So if I don't say anything, then I'm not talking shit. I'd rather not talk shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I, you I, said to me recently, you were on stage doing a, yeah. a panel thing for your book or something. Yeah. And you said it seems that Torn Stub has paid off. It has because I was I was really nervous about getting up on stage. There was this book event at Waterstones in Nottingham, and there were I was at Waterstones. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. quite big. Yeah, and there were I've heard that shop. Uh, yeah, there were five of us on stage, and we were all talking about genre stuff. And beforehand, I was like, as I normally am, really jittery and nervous, and like terrified I was going to piss my pants and stuff like that. And I still felt that way when I was on stage, but I just weirdly felt more relaxed. And I, when, it, when the microphone came to me, I felt like I could just take it and actually say something and contribute to the, the talk. And I didn't feel that immense pressure of, oh God, oh God, oh God, there's a microphone, blah, blah. Like this has definitely helped me feel less intimidated by yeah. having to talk to people about stuff. Do you think it's given you a bit of an extra appreciation for film? Um, 
I don't know, actually. I've definitely enjoyed watching the films. I don't know, it's difficult. I've always enjoyed films, so no, not really. And the thing is that I've appreciated more is kind of hearing your own perspective on things and kind of... I I would never think that I have thought of everything. Um, and so I always like hearing what other people think as well. So when you say, when you said like, do you think that in Carrie she's God? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But then when I thought about it, I was like, that's actually a really interesting question. And you know, I'm, you know, that's an interesting way of reading the, the, the film and the story. And that's so, interesting because you've watched that film a number of times over right. the years, whereas I've saw it, seen it once before, hated it, watched it for the podcast as the second viewing of that film ever and really connected to that film that I hadn't connected to, you know, previously. So I was almost coming to it with fresh eyes. Mm. And it's always interesting when you you chat to someone who maybe is new to a film that you are so blinkered to because you're so close to it that you do get to hear all these other opinions mm. like one of my favorite episodes is when we did all of kevin smith's films oh yeah and God. you were watching them all for the first time and i i've been watching these films for years mm. so it was nice to see a nice and great to hear another side of the coin yeah i that i really like that episode that was yeah. really fun it was a tr- it was a fucking chore getting through all the films yeah especially the last couple well those are the ones that take a couple of months of planning mm. especially when we need to work out how we're going to get the films yeah um what's on netflix what's, what's on, on netflix which ones own? are we going to buy which ones we're going to borrow mm-hmm. it just takes a you know when we first did when we did episode five which is friday the 13th that took a while because you've got you've got 12 movies yeah to 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 sift through and for me i think it's a little bit easier because my job isn't doesn't revolve around watching movies, whereas yours does. So you can only do the Torn Stubbs movies once you've done your job. Exactly. Yeah. And also I do have to write as well at some, <laughs> some point. Yes. So, yeah. And I don't think there's ever been a time... I think maybe once or twice we've moved the recordings to accommodate you not having enough time to watch the films. But yeah. by and large, we keep the recordings too. I think the most... Obviously, with Kevin Smith and Friday the 13th, we were doing like... 12 movies in one but most of the time when we're recording episodes it's one film per episode and i think the most we recorded ever in a day is five yeah and that was a that long was day. that was really long it's like a good six seven hours of recording yeah that was it's good it's good fun like you get a real adrenaline and you kind of want to go yeah next film like what have you seen recently like let's just do another one <laughs> fuck it but then you're like fuck it yeah let's just do on the fly do you ever find when you're watching a film that's not for the podcast that you have a slight niggling anxiety where you go, what am I going to say about this on the podcast? Uh, oh my God, that guy's got, wait, I'm not doing this on the podcast. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Mostly I'm just like, let's talk about that film. Yeah. Like we watched First Man together and I really would love to do a podcast about that. But... Well, we, we, we could come to that in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause which I, yeah, will yeah. reveal. Ian. Yeah. A second. We've got plans. We've got plans. We've got yeah. plans for you. When did you start getting into film in a big bad way? Well, I've always watched films, obviously. Like we are the we are the kind of video generation, aren't we? So like But it was more of a pastime. I'm sure if you're yeah. like me, it was a pastime. And then suddenly there was a catalyst that it became an obsession. So when did mm. it go from, you know, I'm bored on a Sunday, let me put you know, we put a, a movie on and we put Raiders on or whatever 
and then it became a shit Razor Lost Ark is directed by Steven Spielberg he also did this let me watch all of these he's friends with John Landis let me watch all of John Landis John Landis worked with Eddie Murphy let me watch all of Eddie Murphy yeah yeah I think it was probably around the mid late 90s it was kind of around scream time like just after scream came out and that's when I kind of ransacked Choices video store in Suffolk was that a mum and um, pop store not was, a chain no it was a chain oh really yeah yeah it's gone long gone now um, but I, that's when I ransacked the horror section and I become a, became a massive horror nut and just couldn't get enough of it. I think that's when it became obsessive. Um, yeah, probably probably around the late 90s. So I'd have been like 18, 17, 18 maybe. Okay. Like not that, not early. But before that, I was, I was obsessed with things like Never Ending Story, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have favorites, Batman Returns. I would just go back to them again and again and again yeah. and just rewatch them all constantly. Like Hocus Pocus, I had recorded off TV. I remember being 12 and I would watch half the film before going to school and I'd get home and then I'd watch the second half after school. But I'd do that every day for like a month. With that one film? With that one film. I was I think obsessed. For my, my film that, because I think everyone has a film you become obsessed with as a kid and mine was hook ah i did like hook as well yeah by I hook or back on on a big it was a, it was a vhs but it was one of those boxes where the box was oversized oh yeah i know those yeah it was almost like a book cover yeah and it had like kind of a bit of a ridge yeah grooved in yeah yes and it was white yeah and most of them were black and when you open up the the video it was kind of stuck on the inside yes it was embedded into like a plastic frame yeah yeah fucking weird classic (laughs) so much plastic my catalyst actually started in comics because i was always into comics so i was going down to the comic shop to pick up and the american comics i mean i started with bino and dandy but as soon as i discovered american comics i was like dennis the menace who fucking batman's over here (laughs) so i was into all these american comics and then my friend said to me have you seen this film called clerks Ah. And I said, no, I haven't seen this film called Clerks. <laughs> and he said, you've got to see this film you've called Clerks. You've got Clerk. to see this film called Clerks. Oh, yeah. So I watched this film it called Clerks. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got into Kevin Smith. And he was the only person really bridging comics, sorry, movies to comics and comics to movies because he was doing his Clerks comics. Then he did a run on Daredevil. Then he did a run on Green Arrow. And then he was doing, you know, all these these bits and pieces and he was maybe going to be involved in the new Superman movie with mm. Nicolas Cage and super movie superhero movies were happening you know we we just had Batman Forever Batman and Robin had come out there was a Spawn movie there was a Steel movie but it wasn't in the same way or the same respect that that has been given since X-Men Brian Singer's X-Men almost 20 years ago yeah isn't that crazy oh. but that was my bridge and it was around about the same time that we got cable television in, in our house. I mean, Sky had been around for years and then suddenly cable was available and it was cheaper than Sky. And actually, it ran better because I remember when Sky first came out, it was the white dishes. It wasn't the black ones. Huh. It was like a colander that the water could drip through. But if you know it was raining and water was collecting in oh, that God. dish, you couldn't, get, you couldn't receive the, the channel. So we had cable. It's cheaper and it worked better. And there were three movie channels. There was like Sky Movies, Sky Classics, and Sky Something Else. Yeah. Uh, Sky Premiere, maybe. And it opened up 
me to films that I had never considered before. Like even Dwarf started small, the the Herner Verzog movie. Um, Schindler's List. You're a favourite. Anything that wasn't something that would show on BBC or ITV on a Sunday afternoon or a bank holiday, mm-hmm. or something that wasn't the big movie on a Saturday night. Do you remember on ITV used to show a movie on a Saturday night? Mm-hmm. And it used to start about 8 or 8.30. And by 10 o'clock, the movie hadn't finished yet because the adverts obviously stretch out the running time. But they had to take a half an hour break from the movie to put Trevor McDonald news on. <laughs> so you had to wait half an hour to see the last <laughs> half an hour of the movie. Brilliant. So it was always things like, Science of the Lambs mm. or Basic Instinct or Fatal Attraction. It was like early 90s thrillers and it yeah. was always that kind of thing. So these movie channels really expanded my taste in movies to the point where I was seeing foreign films. You yeah. know, Three Colours Trilogy. I'd never heard of these directors, never heard of these films before. Mm. And it became an obsession. I started recording these films onto VHS tape and each, and I recorded in long play. Me so too, a, that's so what I did. A, so a two hour movie, so a two hour tape would become a four hour tape yeah. and I could fit on more movies or a, six, a three hour tape would become six hours and each tape I'd number mm-hmm. and on the label I'd write the name of the film the year it came out on the director and then each tape had a number and in the book I had a little notebook oh I would write down the number each page was a different tape the number of the tape and what was on the the tape gee that is like a other, other level of obsession I just had like a video library partly made up of videos that I had managed to buy and partly just recorded off tv yeah and i'd have a label and it would say like star wars slash scream slash you know stuff that i'd recorded off sky movies yeah yeah i remember when i was a kid i think i was about nine nine or ten and i went to my friend's house and his mum was really angry because um her other son had gone to stay at his friend's house and their mum had let them watch Silence of the Lambs. Oh, and I was like, what's wrong about that? It sounds like really nice, Silence of the Lambs. It sounds great. Yeah, it's the Lamb Chops life yeah. story. <laughs> that was probably the same visit that we watched the Power Rangers movie, which I was slightly too old. The original one with Victor Ruse. Yeah, I was slightly too old to like actually say out loud that I loved it, but I secretly loved it. I saw that in the cinema. I think I took yeah. my brother to see that. But I have, I have a similar story about... Um, Science of Lambs. I was staying at um, my local Jewish youth club, the clubhouse. We're having a sleepover and they had the TV on and they realised that we were watching <laughs> Science of the Lambs so they quickly came and changed it. Shit. But it's not that scary, Science of the Lambs, really, is it? It's more tense and it's a thriller. Well, I wouldn't say it's a horror. It's very grown up though and I think the thing is when you're... But a if ki- you understand those things... Well, right. So when you're a kid it's probably actually quite boring, isn't it? Mm. Like, it's not really... Although the bit well, where she goes to the few... garage, the garage stuff is quite creepy. And the fact that he rips someone's face off and well, then there's yeah, a guy, there's you know. And there's the dead body on the table as well. But also the Buffalo Bill, like, would you fuck me? Mm-hmm. I'd fuck me. Great scene. All the horses. <laughs> With his dick tucked in between his yeah. legs. I, that We've all done always, that. That's my favourite bit. I mean, bit. you were doing it when you opened the door to me. That was weird. That's my favourite bit in um, Jay and Silent Bob's right back. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's not. It's in Clerks 2. Oh, is it Clerks 2? Yeah, it's oh, Clerks yeah. 2 where they're outside movies. That's the only funny bit in Clerks 2. When did you realise that movies were going to play a part in your career? I never really... I always wanted to just be a writer. 
It was never about movies. I went to uni, I studied film and communications at uni because at that point I was obsessed with film and loved film. Mm -hmm. But I was more in love with writing and I always have been. So I was, I had blogs. Actually, shit, I forgot about this. I had a website called Chiller. It was Chiller slash website. Yeah, chiller-website.com. I don't remember that. Yeah, and it was all about horror films. And I was getting to be actually quite well known by PRs and stuff. Like I was emailing, PRs were emailing me. When was this? This was like 1999, 2000. Oh, okay. We didn't. We didn't know each we other. We didn't then. know each other until 2003. Yeah. Like, PRs were finding my website, emailing me, sending me DVDs. That's really ahead of the games. Having I, a website in the late yeah, 90s. I know. I really wish that I hadn't closed it down because that you'd probably. You'd be Instagram famous. Well, I know. And, you know, websites like Dark Horizons, which I still look at, which I love, that was established around that time as well. Um, Why did you <clears> close it? Because I, I became a student. I just didn't have enough time to cover everything. And um, yeah, but why did you close it? You could have just left it dormant. Because I couldn't afford to pay for the oh, I see, right, the domain okay. name and the space and all that stuff. Expensive, really. It was really expensive back then. Like nowadays, you can get a domain name for like ten quid for two years. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, yeah. back then, it was proper kind of proper money. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I never really, I never really thought that film would be my career. And even now, I still feel kind of like a fraud because I do love film. A lot, but I'm nowhere near as knowledgeable as half the film journalists in my industry. No way. Well, I've got a very niche knowledge, I think. Whereas, well, I think a lot of them do. Like, yeah, you know, if you look at Kim Newman, mm-hmm. he is very knowledgeable about shitty, dingy horror. Mm. But I guess if you put him on a panel and it's about Michael Bay. He's probably not going to be the best person there. Everyone has their niche. Even Mark so. Commode has his niche. Yeah, that's true. Pauline Kale had her niche. I just like I've just been lucky really to get in to be actually writing about film. You know, studying film and then actually being lucky enough to write about it is fantastic. It's been um, a hard slog though, because you didn't you yeah. didn't immediately become a film reviewer. Well, I was... you were doing the listings, then you were doing. So you were doing the, the, the scheduling listings yeah. and writing those. Then you were doing the lists, like 50 greatest films with children in. Yeah. And that went on forever, it seemed. And then you started writing more reviews. Um, About well, 10 I, or so years ago, maybe less than 10. Well, I did I actually did work experience at Total Film 12 years ago. And from there, I started... And they've only just started to pay you now. <laughs> That's not true, Robert. <laughs> um, they've been very good to me. No, they um, have been. They have been. <laughs> no, I've been reviewing Because it's, it's unusual for a freelancer to remain with companies like that for that long. I know that with my photography stuff, you just the, the turnover is quite high because they want to keep things fresh. So they must like you. You must be good at what you're doing. Well, hopefully. They've definitely... Um... They've definitely allowed me to grow as a writer. Mm. Like there, there were times when I was submitting stuff that was getting rewritten. And that's fine. That's how you by learn. By you or by someone else? Oh, by my editor. Okay. And that's how you learn. And, and you just more and more get, get rewritten less and less um, until you hopefully feel that you've cracked it. I never feel like I've cracked it. Every article, every review throws up new problems and challenges that you're like, how the fuck have I ever done this? Well, I think um, we spoke about this sort of thing in in the Mick Rock shot, Psycho yeah. 
psychosexual mantra or whatever it is. Uh-huh. The psycho, what's it? The psychosexual mantra of rock. Yeah. We spoke about we we probably would never want to be in a position where we feel we've done everything because that is a kind of creative death. If you've got yeah. nowhere left to go, nothing left to learn, then you have to stop because you you have to stop. There is no way to continue. You mm. don't continue. Mm. So then it would be a death. Yeah, definitely. But you've also reviewed more films than you could probably possibly remember, right? Yeah, I'd have to get out my um, external hard drive and go through all my files. Do you, re- you keep everything? Pretty much, yeah. I back up everything. Yep. So you must have a bit of a sixth sense about, you know, whether a movie is going to be a good one or a shit one or a mediocre one, just generally based upon who's in it or if you see a publicity still or if you just hear a little nugget about something, are you usually bang on the money? You get a good feel, like especially with trailers and stuff. Um, like the trailer for Venom was just ridiculous and then the film was just ridiculous. Yeah, but you get a, a, a sixth sense, you get a kind of gauge, don't you? Mm. But not always because the trailer for A Star Is Born I thought was awful and looked really laughably bad and then suddenly it's up for Oscars possibly and Have people, you seen are, it? people are raving about it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? It's decent enough. Okay. She's brilliant. I Yeah, I feel like she deserves a break you know I think she's quite she's actually quite an interesting person I think I think she's going to be big do you think a star is born. what's her name again um, Stephanie Cacuccio <laughs> do you know how many episodes we've done 60 we've done 61 episodes including this one no we've done 62 episodes whoa do you know how many films we've done in total oh god right so well well 61 62 no 61 no, uh, 62. 62. <laughs> 62. <laughs> I've glitched. Sissy Spacek. Yeah, Sissy Spacek. Um, right, I'm going to say 100. Close. Really? What made you, what made you think 100? Because I just thought I'd add 10 more on here and there for like the various... The specials. Specials, yeah. We've done 94 films Whoa. in a year. On top of our actual lives. On top of our actual lives. That's of, how many a I week? go to the cinema once or twice a week with Michael, my boyfriend. I watch films at home. So how many is that a week? That's like almost two a week. It's almost, yeah, almost. It's like one, a, one and a squish. One and a squish per episode <laughs> on average. A squish, that's a proper, <laughs> proper mathematical term. Uh, which director have we Whoa. covered the most? Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, obviously, because we did all 13 films yeah. on episode 37. But aside from him, which episode, which which directors have we done maybe more than once? Brian De Palma? Yeah, do you know which episode? Uh, well, Carrie. That was episode 51, yep. And then... Oh. Oh, Mission Impossible. Yep, episode yeah. 48 with the cinema. That was our collaboration. Yeah. We did Kubrick. Oh, of course. Do you know which, yeah. how many times we did him? 2001. That was episode 50. Um, oh, uh, obviously, your favourite, the uh, oil painting. Um, <laughs> Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, Episode yeah. 9, that was so long ago. Oh, God. And that was such a long film. Good, uh, though, three hours. Yeah. Hitchcock we did twice. We did North by Northwest. And Psycho. Yep, so episode 49, North by Northwest, and then Psycho, uh, episode 61. Uh-huh. We did Spielberg twice. With Spielberg twice? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Episode uh, 31 was Ready Player One. Oh, I forgot we did that and one. And then we did The Colour Purple, episode 35. Oh, yeah. Wow. We did Patty Jenkins. We covered 
all of her films. <laughs> all two, all of, her two films. of her brilliant films. <laughs> episode 23, Monster. Episode 24, Wonder Woman. It seems so long ago, doesn't it? I know. It? And it's not they even, seem really recent. I mean, a year. They are long ago, but it seems so recent that we did them. Yeah. It was in your old flat. Back so in you the had old the move flat. by then. Yeah, I know. Um, and we did Mary Harron. Mary Harron, American Psycho. Uh, yep, American Psycho is episode 46. Yeah. Xavier Dolan, we did. We also did the Notorious Betty Page. Oh, of Episode 28. Xavier Dolan, we've only done once. Uh, How many remakes did we do? I'm going to say three. Which ones were you thinking? Well, well I'm just guessing. <laughs> Obviously, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that was episode um, five. I'm just looking through my list. <laughs> You're on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. We've only done two. Oh, okay. So, Friday the 13th. And Psycho, oh, episode 61. Of course, I just said Psycho, yeah. Yeah. It's weird, the, the fact we've only done two remakes, when remakes are happening yeah. all the time. We just don't cover them. Clearly. Yeah. We've done films like The Great Gatsby. Um, uh-huh. I can't remember which episode that was, but that wasn't a remake. That was just a new adaptation yeah. from the original source novel. A new and unnecessary adaptation. Yes. Yeah. What was your favourite episode? One of your favourites? I loved the, I loved talking about Aaron Brockovich. Oh yeah, I forgot we covered Aaron. Yeah, because I just, I just love that film Reminds so much. Reminds you of your much. granddad. Reminds me of my granddad every time, it really does. And yeah, I just thought, it's just, it's like a really great film. Like people, people should watch it again, because it's so good. What's your um, Well, I really enjoyed it. Well, actually f- Mean Girls was great with Mean Bobby. Girls were cool with, with Bobby. Yeah, with guest star Bobby. Guest star Bobby. She was also on our Annihilation episode. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the Friday the Thirteenth episode. Well, you enjoyed doing the podcast, but not- I enjoyed what I enjoyed. <laughs> I, I did enjoy watching it, but I enjoyed chatting about it because yeah. we were really deep diving yeah. on an entire body of work. Yeah, which I, I think is when we are on our strongest, mm. when we really deep dive on something and we consider something as more than just that one song, single film. Yeah. Uh, the Mission Impossible episode yeah. with the Cindy Mile. I that was loved fun. that. Yeah, he was good fun. Uh, the Kevin Smith episode. I really enjoyed the Psycho episode because it, it brought up yeah. a conversation about things that are not necessarily connected to films. It was like art in general. Mm. What was your least favourite? Oh, God, what was my least favourite? Well, Dark Crystal, because you just didn't understand it. I didn't like it. You I didn't understand any of it. I understood it. I just didn't like <laughs> no, it. You That's didn't. a difference. You didn't understand any of it. You were like, why did that one die? It was like, well, because they're linked. Yeah, ah. but I didn't like that I didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lend it to you again and force you to watch it again. I hated the Black Christmas episode. Oh, Because why? I had to watch Black Christmas. Oh, one of my favourites. I also hated the Kevin and Perry episode. <laughs> I know you hate that one. I thought it was a great episode. Because I, I just, that film is just terrible. And I don't think it, I don't think it made a good episode for us. I disagree. I think it was a great episode. And I enjoyed all of your impressions of Harry Enfield characters. Have a jump sandwich. I guess that leads us on to what we're going to do with the podcast. So primarily we have been picking random films or we pick an entire Suggested by our listeners as well. Suggest my listeners, or um, at times I would suggest films to Josh, he suggests for me. Other times it would be a new release. Mm-hmm. Or we'd pick um, an entire franchise and we'd do that. And I think 
like I said, when we deep dive, it it becomes really interesting because then we can almost see, especially if we're doing like, let's say Mission Impossible or Kevin Smith, we see the development of the that filmmaker's progress or that franchise, see how that's developed and, and morphed and where it started and how does it differ to what it became. So it got me thinking, after 62 episodes, and we haven't missed a week, we haven't missed a single week. We haven't for a year. For a year. Whew. We started coming out on the Friday, then we switched to Thursdays, um, but we haven't missed a week. And at times, we've done more than one episode a week. Like Christmas, we did three episodes oh, yeah. in one week. The we first are workhorses. The first time we released an episode, we released five in one go. Yeah. So we've released... A lot of episodes yeah. over the past 52 weeks. And we haven't missed one. So we, we're we going to take some time off. And we're <clears> off to the spa. We're off to the spa. We're off to yeah. the jacuzzi like in Halloween 2. <laughs> <laughs> up to the hot tub. And we're going to call this initial block Series 1. Series 1, That's guys. Series 1. And we're going to come back with Series 2. And we're going to change it ever so slightly. We're going to feature one director's entire body of work over a series. So each episode will be a different film. And I think we're going to start with Sofia Coppola. That's the one that we keep talking about. Because I also don't think we've covered enough female directors. I don't think we've covered enough directors of colour. Uh-huh. And that's partly due to the fact that we kind of pick films at random or we pick films when they are coming to us. And unfortunately... Film seems to be dominated by white males. White straight males. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're really interested in deep diving into other areas of film. So we want to start off with a female director, Sofia Coppola. So series two will be all of her films. She's got six films so far. That'll be six episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going I'm to do. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great because then we get to see how... She started off with um, Virgin The Virgin Suicide, Suicides. Which I haven't seen in I haven't a seen long, in a long time. Long. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. That yeah. was 99. Same, yeah. Lost in Translation was huge when I was at university. Mm-hmm. I saw that on the date, but you'll have to wait for ah, that story. Spoilers. Spoilers. It's a tease. <laughs> it's a little tease. And we might even be able to reveal what Bill Murray said to Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Yeah. He said, listen to Torn Stabs. <laughs> but we're going to get to see how she progressed from being critically panned in Godfather Part 3 to being heralded as a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. for that new wave of indie young Hollywood filmmakers cool. that came out at the end, like uh, Wes Anderson, yeah. Spike Jones, PTA. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. He was a little bit just before them, but he kind of caught that wave and rode it with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited because I love deep diving. I love getting to the nitty gritty. And the fact that we're doing multiple episodes on one person means that we might be able to have guests come on and yeah. just do one episode. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm excited. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm going to get my wetsuit ready. For the deep dive. The deep dive, yeah. Oh, but we deep dive in sand, so... <laughs> You need to get your I hate dry sand. suit. It gets everywhere. Does it? So does water, let's be honest. <laughs> In space, it gets everywhere, apparently. What? Water? That's Anakin Skywalker. 
Oh, it's his, God, it's his... I haven't seen those. We're not doing those for a start. Actually, we probably yeah. maybe we could. No. So whenever I think about certain films like Star Wars, I just think, what more could be said? There's, no, I don't think there's yeah. anything more that could be said about things like Star Wars or Indiana Jones. Yeah. Well, maybe the listeners disagree. I don't know. I don't know. Let, let us know. Let us know on yeah. at Torn Stubbs Pod on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah. Um, thank you for communicating to us via the modern social media platform that is known as the Twitter. Yeah. Um, in between the series, we're still going to be on Twitter comparing actors to other people (laughs) (laughs) and various other things and we'll probably watch films and maybe tweet about them but they won't be part of you know the episodes that we're doing so we'll be back for series two we'll be back we're going to do a christmas special yeah um so keep your eyes peeled for that but in the meantime you have 61 episodes that you could re-listen to enjoy enjoy but also if you haven't listened to all of them yet if you're catching on to this late, you have all these episodes that you can go and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play a party song now. Okay, go for it. What is it? David Bowie. Is it? Yeah. Saxophone. What song is it? Underground. Oh, is that his collaboration with the Wombles? <laughs> it's from Labyrinth. Oh. <laughs> Put dance magic dance on. Uh, see, that's the song that plays at the end when they're all dancing in her bedroom, which sounds a lot more sadistic than it actually is. It does, considering she went on to do um, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they were dancing in a different way. What the? The power of voodoo. <laughs> 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 the baby. My baby. <laughs> So come and talk to us on Twitter at Tornstums Pod. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled. We will be back soon. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, we will always get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Until next time, which will be so, so soon. Don't cry. Parting is such sweet sorrow. We're off to not record any more podcasts for a while. I'm going to go lie around in my pants. Oh. (laughs) Until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. Cut.